Hello and welcome to the uplevelmind.com podcast. My name is Drasco and I'm your host for this Real Talk segment where each episode I bring on a heart-centered entrepreneur and live on the call coached him through one central question. Are my business problems actually me problems? In that, I help them uncover why despite knowing all of the business strategies and having done all of the business courses, they are unable to get past their current revenue plateau. Each guest leaves with a deeper understanding of what inner narratives and patterns they need to overcome to realize their next revenue milestone. Without further ado, here's today's guest. So today's guest is Christy Nichols, who is an educator, adventurer, life purpose coach, speaker, author, purposeful travel advocate, leadership, and personal growth expert. Uh, She lives full-time in Nicaragua, where she runs her business, Venture Within, uh, where she creates transformational retreats and coaches her clients on living more meaningful, purposeful lives. So Christy, thank you very much for being on. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Excited to be here. Yeah, definitely excited to uh, have you on here. I think you're actually the first person that I've had from uh, Nicaragua on the podcast. So it's always good to be number yeah. one. <laughs> number one from Nika. Okay. Yeah. So why don't you just start us off there? Like, how did you get to doing uh, retreats and uh, personal development in and from Nicaragua? Like, I'd love to know the backstory of all of that. The journey. Yeah. Um, so my background is academia. I actually, um, I went, this is going back maybe 20 years now, but I first traveled to England with the Canadian university to go do their like summer abroad program in a castle. And that's where I like formed a lot of my, my Canadian friendships was through that opportunity. Um, and I, you know, I meant to just go for a few months, but then I ended up really loving all the learning that you did outside of the classroom, you know, inter- interacting with other cultures, not just British or European, but everybody who was, had been attracted to that opportunity, um, you know, it just kind of had a ripple effect on my own, um, it, my, own journey, my own journey, my own trajectory just sort of changed from that moment. And I fell into teaching. Um, I taught high school for a while. Um, I moved on from teaching high school to teaching university for a short time in California. But I lived in the UK for seven years studying and teaching. And I, most of what I feel I learned about life, I learned outside of teaching school, outside of any curriculum. And so after, I guess this is going to about 2008 or nine now, I moved to Australia. And that's when I started my own business, which was teaching leadership, which ties into personal growth, mindfulness well-being but tapping into yourself through these overseas experiences like anybody who's traveled knows you just feel different when you're on the road when you're in a different country like there's no routine like your senses everything is like turned up and it shapes the way you think about you know the world around you about yourself and so I just, I just took so much value in my own experiences of travel and teaching that I wanted to start Actually, I wanted to work for a business that did this and I couldn't, I couldn't get a job. So I thought, well, I'm just going to start my own business and do that. So for the last 12 years, um, I run two businesses that offer um, personal leadership, personal growth experiences 
through um, overseas travel. So Australia, you know, we, I had a, a worked with a co-founder and we worked in Cambodia, Thailand, um, South Africa, Costa Rica, and eventually Nicaragua. And so I'm here today because we kind of ventured off into more Central America countries and I, I loved it. I moved here from Australia and, you know, like there's been like, you know, the pandemic didn't do anybody's travel any good the last few years. There's been challenges, but, but I really have loved the last few years of, you know, being a solo entrepreneur, my home base is in Nicaragua. And rather than having this crazy, like South Africa, Cambodia, back to Australia, but you know, like zigzagging the globe, it feels really good to do more in one place and to just become more ingrained you know, with local communities I partner with and to really just grow my business from like one spot. So that's, does that answer your question about how I ended up here and what that? Yeah, it, it definitely, uh, it definitely does. I mean, it, it's like a, clearly a very big story, like nicely, yeah. you know, highlighted with all the, yeah. the, the most important pieces. So yeah. what I'd love to know about now is, like to dive just a bit deeper into your business and what are the challenges that you're experiencing in it right now? Um, well, you know, going solo was tough. Um, I, you know, when I separated from my first business that, that it came to a close and, you know, if you, you picture like you're in the entrepreneur's business, like you kind of feel like you're at the peak like of a mountain and then I just thought okay I know how to do this I can just jump from peak to peak and do my own run my own business but <laughs> down the mountain and rebuild the other business so there's a lot of um like life lessons a lot of business lessons I've learned going solo and 2019 I finally nailed it you know I had an amazing retreat in Costa Rica I had lined up 2020 with like six different retreats entrepreneurs retreats for women, um, retreats for students. There was a nutrition retreat, like everything was just ready to go, you know? And so one challenge was like, how do you, and that just kind of gets wiped off, you know, the, the table, like there's no, there's no travel. So, uh, so then I just reached into my back pocket, you know, where I have like a master's degree, a teacher credential. And I, I got my professional coaching license because because this is what people really need. You know, everything I've ever done, it hasn't been travel business for the glory of travel or like all of that is exciting, but at the heart of everything I've ever done has been like, like teaching and teaching like personal growth and skill sets. Like how do we navigate this crazy world if we aren't in touch with who we are? So, so it switched to more online like coaching the last couple of years. And so my Probably my most present challenge now is now that travel's picked back up, I've got this balance of transformational retreats. I, I will never just do like surf and yoga retreat. Like I always want, I want people and they, this happens when they leave a retreat with me that they leave like changed in some way, you know, they've like got what they needed personally out of it. And it's the same with my coaching sessions. Um, so balancing that is tricky because because there's not like this back room of marketers that are constantly amplifying what I do to the right people at the right time. It's 
every bit of my energy goes into creating, marketing, building, facilitating, recovering from retreats, and then right into, you know, the one-on-one coaching clients I have. So, so I guess the challenge is how do I keep every fire burning like, like, like evenly, you know, so how do I like without putting my all into one and then not, and then the other goes out, you know? So I think, does that make sense? So just to make sure that I understand you correctly. So it's like, how do I keep all the plates spinning or like, well, what's the, like, is that how you would word it? Well, yeah, because yeah, I think so. Because I would love to have just steady business to run steadily. Like here comes September. There's another retreat in September. The next one's in January without feeling that I put all my energy into one offering but neglecting the other so that when I have to pivot again from focusing on people traveling here, which is a lot of everything, um, but how do I still make sure I'm connecting personally with people who just want one-on-one session, you know? So, so yeah, I feel like there's um, an imbalance between where my energy goes and I'm trying to, to even it all out now. Okay. Cause those are potentially two different things. How do I keep all the plates spinning versus how do I have a steady business? Yeah. Okay. And then I have more than one problem. <laughs> okay. Um, well, number one, what comes up for you when I say that they could potentially be two different things? Um, what comes up for me? Uh, well, if it, it will just clarity comes to mind like oh right okay so think about this problem first and like put in place like ways to remedy that rather than just look at everything as sort of this chaos in my mind just like separate what issue I want to focus on first and then start creating like a a checklist of what to do about it okay so I mean sounds like a pretty good uh first step so like you have very good awareness, you, you make connections very quickly. Why do you think you weren't able to just uh, have that clarity on your own? Um. Oh gosh, because I just get turned around in my own head. You know, that's one thing that I don't know. Like, like as a coach, and, and you obviously have experience with this too. Is like from the outside, like people can ask the right kinds of questions. And then you think about answering that question. And then the answer to your own problem is, is made apparent. That's what is awesome about coaching. But I don't know when it comes to like my own head, like I'll just go from like issue to issue to issue without having a resolution and just circle back. And somebody once told me, somebody once told me, so I was freaking out about like, how can I be a coach? If I don't, you know, but um, someone once told me that dentists don't pull their own teeth. So I thought oh, that's excellent advice. Thank you. You know, so, so yeah, I don't know. I think you just get busy. You don't sit still long enough to really process each problem on its own fully enough to seek out the, the best next step. That's my issue. Got it. Okay. So on that note, with as far as like clarity, et cetera, if you were to define 
your business challenge even further, right? Because it's still kind of, okay, like I could solve the spinning of the plates by just kind of writing everything out and then deciding what the best next step is, you know, and then just kind of working from that type of list, getting some more clarity seems like an okay thing to at least try. But what's the actual challenge that you're experiencing in your business? Like, is it growth? Is it revenue stagnation? Is it like, if you could define that further in your own words, what would it be? Yeah, well, amplification of what I do. I mean, I don't know. Like, I do well to connect authentically with, like, I've got a solid following that are that are real. It's not bots or just people liking for the sake of liking or connecting. But, um, but I want to reach people beyond beyond my own horizon and. I feel like the nature of my business is, you know, coaching is very personal. You know, people have to trust you. They have to feel um, like they can relate to you or you can understand them in some way. And I'm not going to get there with an ad, you know, I'm like, it has to, like, it has to have like this, you know, like authentic connection with what someone's going through and that I can actually have the experiences and, personality too like all so many dynamics come into play so how do I blast that further than my immediate network in ways that maintain that that sort of sacred trust relationship that coaches have with their clients I'm not I don't know how to do that um I don't know like cold call like I have like a funnel set up with a webinar but how do I bridge that gap of people who would benefit from my coaching sessions and me like being like in their path in a way that's approachable and real. Okay. So now that's sort of a marketing slash audience building type of question. Yeah. Okay. So not to break this point further, but now that's a third problem. Yeah. So there's the balancing of the plates. Uh right there is having a steady business and then there is amplification of what i do yeah okay so is there any other business challenges that you feel like need expressing (sighs) um business challenge yeah let's go with pricing i mean this is kind of touchy and it's not comfortable to talk about at all but I also feel like it's as good a place as any to talk about things that are uncomfortable. And I mean, um, you're just among strangers, so to the world. So, yeah. like, what, what better place, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And to be honest, like, I feel like when any when anybody voices a problem they're having, there's always like a dozen or more people who are like, "Me too." You don't have that problem too. So, um, yeah, pricing what I do is complicated because there's such a spectrum of not just like your sense of worth or your experience or whatever degree, you know, like there's all of, all of that that should be recognized, but also like keep, keeping in line with the waves of the economy. So it's just like, you know, when housing goes up or rent goes up or, you know, it's constantly fluctuating. So how do I still like draw a line at how much my retreats, should cost and how much they're worth. So I've been told that I underprice 
significantly. But when I price, you know, like more on like the higher end, then, you know, less, less clients come my way. And that's not even what I do. It's not like, of course, we all need to, to earn a living, but I don't want to be in reachable by people who connect with me, you know? So, so pricing is a tricky one. Like how do I balance what I'm worth with what my ideal client can pay with what the economy is permissing with, yeah, all of this. I don't know. Okay. Question, but... No, it, it definitely does. Um, anything else on the business challenge bit. You know, you keep asking me that question. We're just going to go through this whole hour just listing. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you, you can tell me when to stop. So I'm just, I'm just <laughs> want to make sure I have the whole story. That, that's why. Okay. How do I keep everything spinning? How do I maintain like a steady flow within my business? How do I amplify what I do? How do I play around with um, pricing? Anything else? I don't think so. I think that's it for now. Okay. So those Before. four main little things, right? Yeah. <laughs> problems. We'll probably solve them by the end of the afternoon. Um, okay. Why do you think I kept asking you to define your business challenge? Um, because this is one of the skill sets and effective coaching is just asking the right questions so people are actually more honest with themselves you know like the longer and deeper you look at any question then um and to be honest i might be shooting myself in the foot here but the more you ask the same question the digger the deeper people dig then eventually you're also going to uproot answers to those problems too or at least some kind of solution so Fair. So it's a great understanding of what I'm doing. It doesn't really answer my question of why do you why? think I was asking you that question? Yes. Um, why were you asking this question? It's because it's the theme of your podcast. <laughs> I mean, okay, fair. <laughs> that also is one of the reasons. Yes. <laughs> but more related asking? to you. What, why do you think I was asking you oh, so that again and again and again and again? To help me more clearly define what my challenges are. Right and do you think you got to the bottom of that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. How so? Well, I have a list now in front of me. Like, I like, how did I get to the, wait, how did what you're asking me help me get to the bottom of what my issues are? Correct. Yeah. Um, oh, it just helps me again, like find that clarity of like, um, I think I tend to like, whenever I feel like frustrated or like I'm spinning out, like I just always write down list of what's going well, what am I doing? Right. And so that's, you know, a good boost of like, don't worry, you're actually doing all the right things. Like just look at what's happening and focus on the positive. So put it a different way. Do you think that list has given you clarity on what your biggest business challenges? Well, yeah, because it makes me not just look at what's going well, but look at the areas that what's going well needs to be supporting, you know, what needs to be like. Okay. Because I, I don't personally see anything on that list that you described that was going well. Those were only the challenges. Yeah. Those are the challenges. Well, no, I have a different list of things going well, but what they need okay. to line up, right? The things I'm doing have to be, have to remedy these challenges. 
So that's what you're listed is help me identify the problems, not just the. Okay, perfect. And you feel like you have more clarity on those challenges from that list. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're defined specifically now without what do I do now? <laughs> Which is okay. Like, you know, thought process, but yeah. So if I reflect back to you that I have actually zero idea on what your actual business challenge is, what comes up for you? You have zero idea what my challenges are? From what you've told me, yeah. Okay, what do you mean? Well, you've listed, sorry, okay, to, to clarify, like what your actual biggest uh-huh. business challenge is. Like you've identified four very broad things, okay. right? Yeah. Pricing is complicated. Yeah. Okay. Pricing for what? My coaching, my retreats, both. I have no idea. Amplification of what I do, retreats, coaching, who I am, my personal brand, no idea, right? I want a steady business. What is your actual business? Is it just coaching? Is it retreats? Is it both? Do I want to continue both? Which one do I like more? I have no idea, right? But I know I want to continue spinning these plates. How do I continue to spin these plates while I am undercharging, while I am probably underselling what I'm doing? And while I lack the clarity to communicate it all together. Right. Okay. Right. So I don't say that to reflect it, to be harsh, but just to kind of reflect it back to you, what I'm hearing with everything that's kind of coming out. Okay. So what comes up for you when I share that? (laughs) That I'm communicating poorly that, um, which I, I know, why am I communicating poorly? Because it's scary to acknowledge the faults that you're making as a business person, really. Okay. So that is definitely real. So what is scary about it? Oh gosh, failure. Um, You know, like it's my livelihood, but I also believe very much in what I do. So, and also the, the product of what I do is like, creating a life that you love, which I, which I am doing, which is why I have a separate list of things going well to keep me feeling, you know, positive and looking at the big picture. But um, yeah, it's, it's really scary to have an idea of what types of business decisions I need to make, but also there's no guarantees. There's no roadmap. There's, you know, there's courses you can take and mentors you can work with and, you know, social media, whatever, but like, but, you know, kind of just flying solo is, is awesome, but it's also terrifying. And then, yeah, and it's not even, it's, and it's scary to actually be a person who does what I do, which is like the coaching and running their own business and travel and all, and can, like, I know how to run the business, but am I going to help? Like, is it going to soar, you know? So yeah, it's hard to. Sorry, is it going to soar? Is that what you said? S O A R soar. Okay. Yeah. So like, it's going to take off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, who do you think is the main driver of whether it's going to soar or not? Oh gosh, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is it worthwhile asking the question? Is the business going to soar? As in, like, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? Yeah. Or uh, no. Okay. So what comes up for you when I share that? 
um, what comes up for me when you share that? Like a little bit of panic because it, you know, now I, I just think, okay, like actually I've just told you the things that are my challenges without telling you what my challenges are. And is that like, because I haven't acknowledged them or because I'm afraid of saying them out loud or, and if that's the case, I already know just by saying this to you in these moments, like, well, that's a silly reason to not do what you need to do just to make the changes I need, you know, like, like not to let that get in the way of just putting my head down and looking at each challenge one by one and asking questions around it to myself, or maybe bringing those questions to someone else who could soundboard with me, you know, about how do I keep this spinning plate? Is it worth it to keep spinning? Like, you know, like kind of dig deep into all of these. And if you were to just zoom out from this a little bit more and look at everything that we spoke about, what kind of implications do you think this has on your day-to-day life? Hmm. Okay. And we zoom out and look at like, how would addressing these issues change my day-to-day? Is that what you're asking me? Well, potentially both. Like how would addressing them and solving them impact your life more presently? How does the status quo like of not changing actually impact your life or how is this as it is right now impacting your life um well it obviously has to change but that's the nature of business too and i guess life but um if all of these issues hang around then well i'll tank you know, I won't succeed. There's no way. There's no way that, you know, like specifically speaking, I have several different offerings that I've got kind of on the shelf, so to speak. And so now it's just like ongoing, like shining light on them. Um, And then kind of looking at the specific choices I'm making to bring awareness to those different, you know, online courses, the coaching retreats, um, connecting with people okay so that's potentially part of like okay what i still have to do yeah if you're looking at like present moment yeah like the situation that you're in is it keeping you from having certain experiences that you want is it not allowing you to have other experience like well how is it actually impacting your day-to-day i worry about this and and when you say this, what do you mean specifically? Let's see. I might cry. And if I do, you might have to edit this out. That's okay. You wouldn't be the first one or, or the last one. So it's uh, all of you is welcome here. So you don't have to uh, worry about that piece. Okay. So I worry about this all the time and I'm not like, gosh, like in a place where I feel like, like everything's running smoothly and comfortably. And so I feel like I constantly have to like do the, the back end and like question like how, like, like I'm hundred percent confident and everything I do really do. There's a lot of stuff I can't do. Like I can't cook, I can't do like, I'm not good at sports, you know, but there's other things like this, this I love 
love coaching people. I love running retreats. I love making travel possible and everything that the tedious tasks that go along with it. But if I am worrying about, you know, these four things constantly, like it takes away from my ultimate desire is just to like work with people in this way. It really does. So like, I don't want to like look at somebody and have a conversation with them and think this could be the clients I need so that I can, you know, buy a house one day, you know, like that's not at all the energy or the approach I want to have working with people. I just want to talk with people and be like, oh, I actually, we can do that. Like we can, you know, just see them as people I can work with and help rather than as an you know, a solution to one of my issues here, one of my business problems, you know, as I hate, I hate that. So by not handling these four issues that have come up, like strategically or with clarity and like, you know, having someone help me advise on some better decisions I could be making, it impacts my day-to-day because I worry about this rather than doing my own homework and reading up on things and coming across articles or podcasts that I could then send off to one of my clients who I feel would benefit from reading. Like my mind isn't with my clients when my mind is on my business. And that, that really bothers me. So, well, number one, I just want to acknowledge you for sharing the realness of moments like this, because you are by no means the like I said the first one or the last one not just to show emotion through this process but really to go through this process because it is a very real thing to sit in that discomfort of I know there is something so very real about what I do and the transformation that I provide people and it also breaks my heart that I'm unable to do it at the scale and the impact that, that that I know I actually can yeah. Right. So before I go on, does that part resonate with you? Yeah. Okay. And it seems like a lot of that piece is taking up the mental real estate that you could be devoting to like other better things. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And when I share that, what's coming up for you? What's coming up for me when you share that? I don't know. Like, yeah, it's just, I, and it feels circular. I feel like I always get stuck in this, you know, like when the retreats are running and I've got a full client list, it's great. I'm like high frequency vibrations of really like making impact, get, you know, like, and then when things slow and then I panic, like, yeah, like it comes up for me. It's like, how do I break this cycle and just like step into like, like I want my challenges to be like time management, <laughs> you know, with like clients, not like, like, how do I, you know, like not kind of feeling like it's always a uphill grind. It would be so wonderful if we could just get to pick and choose our uh, challenges like a vending machine, but uh, unfortunately, (laughs) I don't think it works that way. Um, The sentiment you just spoke about things being circular. I I would agree with you 100% because the way that your brain works, and I think when I initially asked you all those questions, 
it was because your brain's default is to just circle constantly constantly loop 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 right and it's like okay well what about this and then there's like another loop and then what about this and there's another loop and then there's another loop and there's another loop right i think there's a lot a lot of like hemorrhaging of mental and just general energy towards things that just tend to circle and i think and you can correct me if i'm wrong here but it, it almost it almost feels like you're more familiar or comfortable in like that chaos of looping than you are in just like simplicity clarity and like single focus like would that be accurate or no well i don't feel comfortable at all um i feel frustrated because i know or is it historically familiar maybe not comfortable but like historically if you look at more often than not which state are you in yeah circular looping all the time or clear and steadfast yeah definitely just like yeah circling back to the kind of the same same issues all the time okay so that i think is definitely one pattern that's contributing to all of the things that we identified before um any other patterns that you see in your day-to-day that tend to happen patterns in my day-to-day with business um i definitely pile on too much to do and i don't give myself enough airtime and i to do to complete these tasks and not just like mundane tasks but like you know just different partnerships like the different projects I give myself in order to to amplify my business but I feel like there's always so much going on in my day and I don't get to everything and then the worst part is I'm really hard on myself if I am late like what's today Friday afternoon like I've got a lot of work that I want to do tonight there's a hurricane coming in and it's Friday and it's like why am I so hard on myself for deadlines it didn't meet but I gave myself that, you know, so, so that's a pattern that often comes up. I just feel like I have to, you know, if I'm not doing something to help grow my business, then how can I go, you know, to happy hour? You know? Right. So going back again to that whole, I'm more familiar being in a, like a looping, yeah. constantly on the go, piling too much that I can't actually get done space and part of what perpetuates that is also an inner judge Mm -hmm. inner judge that's constantly like pointing out look at all the things you're not getting done look at all the things that are still lacking look at all the things that you know still aren't where they should be yep and how can I possibly go enjoy when you know it's like a this is going to sound bad. It's like a crying baby. <laughs> Take care of it, you know? So I don't mean that in a bad way at all, but like, yeah. yeah right. And, and I understand what you're saying, but yeah. I, I think the more relevant part is also like, I can't a- allow myself to enjoy happy hour unless I've earned it. Yeah. Right. So there's further reinforcement of that judge. Yeah. Which is also ironic because I end up meeting many of my 
clients or business partners at happy hour, you know, when people feel comfortable and loose and friendly, you know, so, but I also don't want to turn that into like, I don't know, it's a constant battle in my brain as to what I should be doing for me, for my business, for others. So. Got it. So if you had to make the decision right now, I'm like, what is my top one challenge? whether business or personal, what do you think it would be? Business. Okay. What in business? Number one challenge with my business. <clears throat> I guess it would be the steadiness. That's what I want to get to a point where the things I've created are attracting clients where I'm able because if that's that steady then I can spend more time writing in ways that connect with people you know writing you know I just finished writing a book and I have my weekly blogs that every like I always get response like that's where I want to put my energy into so so if I had gosh you know even a waiting list for clients or retreat bookings already coming in like then I could just yeah, that's my biggest problem. Then I could worry about the spinning and the application wouldn't be an issue. And obviously the pricing would be fine because it's not a hindrance for people that want to work with me. So yeah. Right. So I would actually invite you to consider an alternative uh, to that. And are you okay to like for me to share that with you? an alternative to what my business problem is correct yeah sure yes please <laughs> okay so from what you've shared today i think pricing is actually your biggest hurdle okay and why the reason why so everything that you've mentioned really comes back to pricing right you said okay i think it's actually stability well, first and foremost, you don't, you haven't actually defined what it is that you're trying to get stable, right? Like if, if I'm trying to like juggle a bunch of things, I got to know what I'm juggling first before I can stabilize something or where am I standing before I can actually have stability? So that's number one thing. It's that, that problem is currently a little bit undefined. And if it's undefined, then it's going to be very hard to tackle. So number one, that's the reason I invite you to consider that's probably not your number one. The reason I was saying pricing is all of the things that you've mentioned from the inner judge to even what you just mentioned uh, right now about, well, uh, I think you mentioned like, okay, if, if I go to the bar and then I meet some of my clients there, but then should I be mixing like business and pleasure? And then if I do, then it's kind of weird or if I do have things stable, then I'm kind of like, okay, well, then the pricing takes care of itself. I, I would actually argue otherwise. But the deeper reasons is the worry that you have, okay? The, the worry comes from the uncertainty. So pricing things appropriately better, first and foremost, is going to give you space, which is right away going to clear up a lot of that mental real estate for you to be able to relax and focus on other things. Two, you yourself said... People have literally told you, I am underpricing for what it is that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I want to 
um, waiting list. But then if I overcharge, then I, I have to say no to people. But then those kind of are two at odds, right? If I have to turn away people, plus I want a waiting list, how am I actually going to do that? Right. And if people are telling you for the experience that they're getting is that you're undercharging, but you continue to ignore that feedback, then it's not really about them. It's actually about you. And my guess is if you just double your prices, a lot of your problems would actually go away. But the inner critic, the probably the limiting stories around all of that, what does that mean around the rejection? Those are the things that are really going to get in the way. But as far as like what business thing to solve, that's really going to open up this can of worms that pricing is going to unleash. Uh, To me, it all hinges on your pricing. So what uh, comes up for you when I share that? Well, I want to argue with you because I've been down this road the last few years. You know, I had um, that 2019 retreat in Costa Rica. I charged three grand for and at the end, you know, one of the, the clients, she was like, Christy, this should have been five grand. You know, I've had coaching clients that were like, Christy, you're easily 500 an hour. Okay. That seems like crazy to me to charge that much. So I actually did less than that for a while. And I charged, you know, about 300. And that, that was good. But it wasn't like, I feel like too, is like the people that. So pa- pause right there. Literally the people that are paying you money, not any haters, not family and friends that don't have anything to do with your business. Literally people paying you are like, this was worth almost double what I paid for it. Why are you arguing with them? Because I don't feel that my business reaches their the ears of people who have that extra income to invest in themselves right and how would you know if you never charge that because, well I did and I I just don't feel it was sustainable and in what way um just because like you know many of the people who read what I write who connect with me that's you know it's a, you know it's a lot of money for many people and especially now like I think I just Part of me is affected by, I just went back to the States for... So pause. Yeah. Who are you to determine what is or is not a lot of money for somebody looking for your retreat? Oh, I'm not, but I just need, I just feel like I'm in a position where I needed to open more doors and then maybe... Right. And how's that working for you? Well, it's new. (laughs) I got, well, like I... I How's it been working since you started? good like i i had so to pause yeah right i'm in panic i'm constantly worried mm-hmm. i'm constantly looping thoughts i don't have the mental real estate to focus on what i want but this approach it's been working absolutely fabulous so where's the disconnect between those two? i don't know that it has been working fabulous like i right but and- that's exactly my point because my your answer to my question of how's that working for me has been working great but then yeah. when the mirror is shined on it, it, has it actually been working great? Yeah, I feel like, like when I lowered, like it's only recently that I've even lowered my prices more. That So pause right there. Yeah. So not only are your clients telling you to increase your prices, you're actively lowering them. 
but they asked me this over a year ago. And since then, I, I feel like what's going on economically is having a real so pause. Yeah. People, not globally, people are telling you, I want to pay you more for this. No, 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 no. But what's going on in the world, I have to charge less and make myself more miserable. That'll put me in a better state to serve people even better. Maybe, but these are all thoughts they said last year. And then a few clients I've signed on recently were like, whew, that's like, like I could tell it was like, okay, like a, like a stretch for them. And so that, that told me like looking, like just looking around at what people are paying for and what people need. I just, so what do you need? I need more clients. I need to be, your needs aren't being met, Yeah. but your sole focus is on everybody and everybody else, the economics as a whole and, and serving humanity as a whole at the expense of meeting your own needs. But doesn't the math play out? Like if I, well, you tell me if the math plays out. It would. If, if I'm able Not to. Not would. Is it? Well, at this moment, no. But Right. So do you want to keep exaggerating the thing that hasn't really worked out yet? Like if I keep slamming my head into the wall, like if I just slammed my head less into the wall, it probably hurt less. I see what you're saying about it being my response and, you know, to, to the issue with pricing, but how can, like, you know, if, if a restaurant's overpriced and everything's tight, there's a recession, it's just not going to last. You know, people aren't going to go, even if they love the restaurant, it is worth it. They just might not have that in, within their financial capabilities, even though they really want, you know, to eat there. So so for myself, I'm just really trying to balance out, like, how do I position myself where, yeah, see, this is where the circular thought comes back in. Cause I'm right back to where I started at the beginning where I said, felt like what I'm worth, what people think I'm worth, but what are people I connect with now actually willing to pay in, you know, the environment we're all living in now anyway. So I don't know. At this point, I don't know either, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> oh, but yeah, but this is what keeps me up at night. This right here. Am I doing I can, it right? I can certainly see why. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with what you're saying. And I understand that thinking. I don't know that. Like the higher pricing worked for a while. But also when I've kind of lowered that, that's working. So I'm just going to pause you right there because at the end of the day, you are the one that can fight the hardest for either your worth or your unworthiness. That There's nobody that's ever going to fight for that harder, longer, and more deeply than you. Right now, you are like knee deep in the concrete rooted in trying to prove all of the reasons why you need to receive the least amount possible in this world. It's and not <laughs> listen, like I, I'm just giving you an observation. You can take it or leave it, okay. but you are fighting tooth and nail for your limitations right now. And you're welcome to do that for as long as you wish to do that. 
but I can guarantee you that there are people that need you to step up beyond that. And this is not just me like blowing like smoke up your butt. They have literally told you like you've literally had people tell you this. So, you know, you're welcome to keep that going for as long as I need to keep it going. But I'm just going to leave you with the invitation to consider whether or not that has any validity for you. Well, for me, it's not about self-worth. It's about accessibility. Right. And, and who is accessible to you is in direct proportion to how much you value yourself. Mm. Like, why don't you take on, I don't know, like, why don't you go and hang out with drug addicts right now? Yeah. You, you want to be accessible. Go, go and be accessible to drug addicts. But why don't you do that? So if you don't mind, like answer the question, why, why don't you go and hang out with drug addicts right now? Oh, because it just wouldn't propel me forward in any way. Because your standards are ones that yeah. don't allow that into your experience. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, your standards are such that you're willing to tolerate working for a lot less than people are willing to pay you for and have this whole slew of reasons as to why that's justified. So your tolerance for the BS of that is supremely higher than your standards for what you actually allow in. Yeah, I struggle with that. Yeah. So, that. And I still don't even know that, like, I mean, agreeing with you solves what I can do yet. So that's why I said, and I invite you to consider that pricing is actually the biggest thing you got to solve because solving for pricing on the business side is extremely easy. You just pick a number. On the personal side of things, that's under the surface, below the iceberg, like water type of problem. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's also where all the juice is. So obviously, I know we can't solve all of that today, but does that make sense regards to like why I invite you to consider that as a number one thing you got to work on? Yeah, for sure. Because it's probably, it would be the last thing on my list to look at. To yeah. Because be it's the scariest one. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And then all the variables, whether they're, opinions or real life situations or my own sense of what time is worth they're all moving parts so yep so yeah. i know that was a lot but at least as far as this podcast is concerned like does that feel complete for you or is there still something left outstanding um feels complete as far yeah i mean i yeah, like it definitely, you know, didn't know which road we were going to go down, which is also always awesome. This is also something I really love about coaching, whether no matter which side of the, the screen I'm on, like, like you never really know. And there's always something like kind of profound and like gets you thinking about it long after. So this is, um, 
Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, complete as far as trying to refocus my energy on solving these issues appropriately, prioritizing them in a way that actually solves the other ones quicker. Okay, fair. So then if you can just summarize in your own words, kind of what you came into this conversation thinking was your problem and kind of what you came out of it or any aha moments. <laughs> uh, yeah, I came into this conversation thinking, how do I increase visibility of what I do? How do I broaden my horizons as far as connections go? And now my, we sort of pivoted to looking at pricing and how that makes a difference in how my business grows or becomes stagnant. Yep. I would, uh, <laughs> I would absolutely agree. So for as far as I just want to thank you for going down there, I know it was, you know, a long kind of winding road with poking and prodding at some things that I know don't really want to be poked and prodded at. Yeah. Um, so just want to commend you for showing up in that way and acknowledge you for that. Um, and then to just close us off floor is yours. Uh, let everybody know where to find you and who's the best person to find you. Uh, all right. Thank you. Um, yeah. My website is venture within. So venture dash within.com and I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, all of the above. So yeah. And email would be great too. Christy C H R I S T Y at venture dash within.com. But that's how people want to reach out to me. I'd answer. All right. Perfect. Well, we'll include all that in the show notes. Um, Christy, thank you very much for being on. Um, for everybody else listening, we'll see you on the next one. Awesome. Thank you, Drasco. Have a good weekend.